With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We have now added a new and revolutionary increase in destruction. Des and Troy. You see, when you put them together, they destroy. We got company. Hang on. Welcome in the Daily Destroyer DFS show, part of the Dynasty Warzone Network. This is me, Tyler, and Lou breaking down the Week 10 slate, main slate on DraftKings. We're going to jump right in today, folks. It's going to be a tough slate. Not a lot of obvious answers out there. I'm sure we'll get out down to the nitty gritty as we start burning through positions like we always do. Let's start with quarterbacks. Lou, let, let's do like we always do here and think about some of these quarterbacks at the top. Um, but let's omit Kyler just because I'm I'm not sure if he plays. It's not really worth talking about. But, you know, three quarterbacks that I think are going to at least have some decent ownership and people are going to be looking for is Josh Allen at seven. Uh, sorry, at 79, Herbert at 73 and Prescott at 69. Your thoughts on these three higher end quarterbacks, uh, ones you like, ones you're fading, what you got? Yeah, they're all in pretty good spots, uh, I think. It's going to come down to what the rest of your lineup is. And for me, I'd love to get Josh Allen in if possible. Uh, he's 7,900, but he's against the Jets. And it's kind of a, a bounce back spot for him. Last week against the Jaguars, we saw like the Bills, they didn't even get a touchdown in that game. He threw a couple of picks. Uh, he also fumbled. And I think this is just more of like a get right spot for him. Mm-hmm. Still on the road, but I mean, it's. Uh, against the Jets, a team that just loves to give up fantasy points in general. So um, I think it's a, a good spot for Josh Allen. Uh, I'm likely going to end up with Dak Prescott, mostly because he's $1,000 cheaper than Allen. Very fair. Um, also in a, a pretty decent spot against uh, It's going to be the theme of tonight, player in decent spot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the thing this week. It's like there's so many players in good spots that aren't really overpriced. Um Dak still under 7k and he just each week it seems like he's a, he's a decent form right now um the yards have been kind of all over the place but he's had multiple touchdowns in five straight games um he's thrown a few more picks recently but uh he hasn't had a game with more than one pick in the same game like but he's back he seems like he's more likely to be healthy this week after last week um they had that loss so he's also in a bounce back spot they're going to be at home which i think is probably a good thing for him as well um and he pretty much has a floor of, of 20 points he has that one game against chargers which we'll we'll talk about this a little bit later but the chargers are, are pretty uh tough defense to face and he's against the, the falcons this week so it's going to be a little easier 
Yeah, 100% with you on that one. And then one quarterback, we talked a little bit before the show and, and drop it down the list a bit. And as we get into those positions, Lou and myself, at least of now in our cash lineups, have found ourselves needing to pay down at that quarterback position. Uh, and when we are deciding to pay down, one of the names that stands above is uh, Taylor Henneke at 54 in a matchup against Tampa Bay. We do know this is likely going to be a high-scoring affair and that the uh, the Tampa Bay is not very good uh, against the pass. So it does lend itself well to Taylor Henneke. He's, he's been, you know, started off the season hot. Things have not been great, but I would like to note, um, you know, he does have a little bit of a rush floor. He's rushing more than you think. And, you know, currently he is sixth uh, in the NFL in quarterback rush yards, which isn't a saying a ton. Uh, but at the same time, like he, he could rush uh, seven, eight times for 40 yards, which does have a little bit of floor, just throw maybe through touchdowns. And, you know, if he can hit 14, 15 DK points, I think we're in a good spot considering what we're looking to do with the rest of the lineup thoughts on Heineke. Yeah, I think if you're going to pay down, he's probably my favorite. Uh, we'll we'll talk about this, but there's a lot of higher end wide receivers that are in play and then we have some savings at at running back but also high priced running back so there's a lot of uh players in good spots that are higher priced so um i wouldn't be surprised if some people find themselves wanting to to pay down a little bit this week at at quarterback but there's also not that many great options but with heineke's rushing floor and uh in a game environment that i think tends towards having maybe more garbage time and more fantasy points just in general. Yeah. 51 uh, point over under yep, against two yeah. teams that are bad against the pass. So, so it, it seems like the type of spot, which if you're going to pay for 5,200 for someone, like you said, like you probably only need like 15 points from him to not really be hurt. Assuming that the other plays in your lineup do well, um, especially for something like cash, like maybe in GPPs, you're going to need more than 15, but um, I think he has the upside to, to get higher. Uh, we've seen it a few times this year. Mm. The other guy I was looking at um, kind of cheaper is Carson Wentz. Uh, yep. I heard I like that his, his wife is due sometime soon. So could be on game on day. That, Are we doing a baby <clears throat> narrative here? Uh, opposite that he might not end up playing. Oh, I thought, uh, I, I thought he said he was going to play no matter what, man. Oh, okay. So, if he's gonna play, no he might have been joking, but I'm almost certain Wentz said that he's playing regardless. I'm like, that's probably not okay. the smartest move for the baby, but hey, here we go. Okay, so yeah, then uh, he's just he's not like the sexiest play, but um, he's got six straight games with uh, multiple touchdowns. He back to back games with three touchdowns. They've been throwing he's figuring the ball it out a bit. He's okay, figured... clip. Yep. Uh, but they're facing the Jaguars. Like that. That's like the big kicker here. It's it's the type of, of matchup that is probably good for um, a guy like Wentz. And he's got a pretty good ratio. He's 17 touchdowns to, to three interceptions this year. So he hasn't really been turning the ball over much. Um, and he's the type of guy that if I'm going down, like I, I feel pretty comfortable because I have players that I can and load up, up with. Um, and we'll talk about it later, but I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be uh decently high owned this week. So um, having a stack with Wentz is, is also going to be pivoting off the, the Taylor more so chalk. So um, I kind of like going Wentz as well. What do you think about him? I am. Uh, I do like Wentz. I think it's between him and Heineke. I, I personally don't have what the, the $500 to 
you know, get up for Meineke to Wentz, but at the same time, I'll, I'm all in on Wentz. I'm starting him in multiple season longs. It's a good matchup. You know, it was it was a little bit of a rough, rough and rocky start for Wentz, but to be um, expected, it it's a new team. He was dealing with a foot injury. There's issues on the offensive line. Didn't have a lot of time to build some rapport with those wide receivers. And now, like, looks like him and Pittman got their things figured out. Pittman's been lighting the world on fire. O-line's healthier. Uh, Wentz is looking good. He's settled in. So, you know, I, I believe Wentz is that 20-point floor kind of guy probably going forward here. Yeah, and it's the same type of thing. Where <clears throat> We're not saying that he's going to get 30 points or anything. Like, that. that's something that would be nice if he hit it. But <clears throat> at the same time, like, he's pretty locked into getting you – in that like 18 to 25 range, which I think is, is pretty solid for the 5,900. Any other quarterbacks you'd like to talk about before we move to running backs? Uh, I feel like an interesting play this week, which I don't know if I want to do it or not, but <clears throat> Russell Wilson's back. Yeah. Um, it's not necessarily the best game environment. And not, it's, not the best <laughs> price either at 67 on the road. Yeah. It, if he was like 6,200, I think I'd have more interest in him. But uh, this is more of like a big field, like Millie Maker type play um, where. Because this could be a slow game. Coming back. This could be yeah. a slow game, but they could also, we know what Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers are capable of. And you know, Russell Wilson doesn't really throw the ball all, all that much, but he's very efficient as a passer. Like the first first game this week, uh, this season, he had only 23 pass attempts, but he had four touchdowns in that game. He does this so, every year. He does it every year. Yeah, so, like, he has the upside any week, and you, you're probably going to get him at, like, the lowest ownership, like, ever this week. So he's just sort of interesting to me. Like, I don't know if I'm going to do it, but if I wanted to to stack up that game and, and, like, do something a little off the board, like, I think he's somewhat interesting. Um, don't love the price, but uh, it's, it's pivoting off of, Prescott and then you have a, a similar price in there and then on the other side like depending on what happens with Aaron Rodgers is probably going to determine a, a whole lot of things in that game um it seems like he's expected to play but I mean you never know I, I think he still has to get a, a confirmed test before um before Sunday so we'll see what happens in that game in general like it could just be a terrible game and like completely avoid it but um, I also wouldn't be surprised if like Rogers or Russ Wilson ended up being like the highest scoring quarterback on the week. So agreed pool of three QBs loop for me. It's just uh, Allen Prescott and Heineke. Uh, we didn't talk about Herbert really, but I like him as well. going to like a lot of guys, but we're going to have to take some stands <laughs> this week, man. That's just how it's going to go. Over to the running back position, uh, I, I think the two guys that are obviously we got to talk about that everyone's going to be at least thinking about is Dernis Johnson at 47 and Mark Ingram at 45. Both these uh, guys are going to walk right into a lot of volume. Dernis Johnson, we've already seen it once this year, and he looked great. I mean, Dernis Johnson, I think, surprised a lot of people with how good he looked. Chubb's already been ruled out. Hunt is on IR. Um, was this? Demetri Felton's out. I think John Cal- – like, they're, I don't even know if they're going to have a backup running back in this one. So – the ownership on Dernis Johnson is about to be absolutely insane, but you're going to have to have him, and if he misses, you're likely fine too because everyone else is going to have him. Mark Ingram, probably a little more interesting, but also likely the second highest owned here. A bit dusty, but in this case, Kamara is out. You know, 18 touches, 20 touches for Mark Ingram against the Titans, who they have been better as of late, but still not as good. And and to be completely honest, the Titans' past defense has been what's uh, been impressive, and uh, 
We know this New Orleans Saints team is one of the most run-heavy offenses in the NFL. So I personally think we'd see some Taysom Hill. This isn't a DFS thing, but I think we could be seeing a decent amount of Mark Ingram out of uh, necessity in this one. So 47, Dernis Johnson, 45, Mark Ingram. Additional thoughts, agree, disagree. Yeah, I think because of price, we're just they, these are two 4K running backs who are going to be workhorses this week. And in, in that sense, for cash, it just makes makes a lot of sense to play them both. Um, we we're gonna talk about it as well, but there's a lot of guys in that like six seven K range um, in other positions and even running back that are in good spots this week. So um, it's a way to save money. I think you're gonna see a lot more um, three running back builds this week than we've seen in, in a few past weeks. We've had like double tight end and things like that. Um, for me, between the two, I lean to Ernest. Um, most of that has to just do with not to like say the age model or anything, but um, he's just been more explosive of a back this year in general. And it's kind of interesting to, to look at it this way, but um, for De Ernest, I think he's more likely to get that like hundred yards and a touchdown or something. Yep. Yes, but Ingram, I be Ingram, yeah. Ingram gets multiple touchdowns with like forty yards, which yeah. ends up being about the same in fantasy point number. Um, but I'm with you. The other, the other side of it is like I don't really, I don't expect um, Ingram to really be too active in the in the passing game. I I, agree. I would agree. It? No, I would not. I would not expect him to be that active. I mean, I think there's a world where he, you know, catches three or four balls, maybe, but not for much, much yardage. Yeah, and I mean, not not that De Ernest really had much of that either. But we had in the past, like, um, was that last year? At one point in time, when he was just like Chubb's backup, he has had games where he was the passing back. So, in that sense, like, I could see him getting you know, three, four catches. Maybe not anything like too spectacular but um at the end of the day i i feel like his ceiling is higher because his um the upside of yards is probably higher with him because he's more likely to get like a 60 yard touchdown or something like that um and then for ingram he doesn't really have much of of a backup uh Taysom could take away like uh the touchdown or two you know things like that but then um it's Dwayne washington He's yep. his backup. And he's too. not a pass catcher. I mean, we could have seen some – is Ty Montgomery around still? You know, like, I don't, I don't even know, man. Um, I don't think Ty Montgomery's there. It, it was that – well, here's the issue is they had that Tony Jones Jr. guy, but then he went to the um, IR. IR. No, this would have been a great Ty Montgomery's still him. there. Ty Montgomery's still there, but it's – But he's listed as wide receiver. Yep. Okay. So Fair enough. Oh, so yeah. So so he would playing – um on the team who might get some of those, but That's my thought. you can't play him at running back, which call, I don't call. know if that I really assume. matters as much for not DFS. Here. It does not. Um, but that could take away from Ingram. Um, in but we're not, we're not playing Ingram for his password. Like that's, that is not why he's in our lineup. So right. Right. But that, uh, that's where I come back to. Um, I think Darnus has the higher upside of yards. Um, and you're really playing Ingram. <laughs> Uh, if one over the other, your reasoning is that Ingram's more likely to get touchdowns. Like they're in a pretty decent spot uh, against the Titans. Like mm. they still have Trevor Simeon as the quarterback. So it's just both spots aren't like 
perfect or they're not like that great um, either. And one way that you've been able to beat the Patriots has been through the run. So if you're going to take it as like position based and um, like defense against the uh, Ernest is in a better spot, but I don't know. I, like I'm probably playing both, but I think in tournaments you only want to play one or the other. Like I think it'll be better to pay up in two running back spots or, or have like a mid range running back. Um, if you're going to do that in tournaments, but in cash, you probably just play both. Well, the, things are interesting here at, at, at running back because no one I think is necessarily overpriced. I don't think there's a lot of running backs here that are, that are underpriced at this point that we've not talked about. Um, they're, they're in good spots and good matchups. So I'm just going to throw some names out where I think if like you said, hey, I'm interested in this guy, I would I would agree with you. But my challenge to you, Lou, is for you to pick two of these guys that you're going to take a stand on. So Najee Harris at 79, Jonathan Taylor at 81, uh, DeAndre Swift 68, Eckler 76, CMC 84, Dalvin 8, Aaron Jones 69. There is... A lot of good plays, usually in the same range. But when I go through those names with pricing involved, sure, you know we'll get we'll start with one. Like, what what is the one guy out of those kind of uh, elite territory running backs that you're interested in playing that you think is going to stand above the rest? Um, I think the safest for me is, is Najee um, facing the Lions. Claypool is out. He gets, and this is more of like a DraftKings thing where you get the point per reception. I think the likelihood of Najee getting catching five balls in this game is is pretty decent, and he gets he's been getting at least twenty carries each game as well. He hasn't been super efficient as a runner. That's my biggest issue with him. Is yeah, he's getting twenty carries, but twenty carries isn't leading to a hundred rush yards, um, and that's really where where you would see a differentiator in this range. But I think his downside risk is is way lower than others especially in a spot against the lions uh dalvin cook his issue is he doesn't really get the receiving side of things but against the chargers who are basically a run funnel and he's likely to get 20 plus touches in this game but he's also more likely to get 100 yards and touchdowns those those are probably my two favorite um i think jonathan taylor has just he's been killing it Recently, and he's got the Jags. He's yeah, he's got the Jags. Like he wouldn't surprise me for him to to do it again. But we've seen his downside. His downside is seems way lower than others on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they've been giving him more volume as of late, but you'd like to see it sustained through some, some yeah. period of time. And not that this is like moving the needle, but I think Marlon Mack is going to be back this week, and they just whenever Marlon Mack's out there, they give him like three to five touches. Just no matter for what. some so reason that just, that just takes away from Taylor and his upside. So that I think is something to note with that, where you know Dalvin Cook, when healthy, I feel like they they almost don't even care about Madison. But when he's out, like Madison's a beast. But um, Madison had four carries last week. He had two carries the week before. So um, with Dalvin in there, he should get the bulk of the work. Um, I, I didn't mention McCaffrey, but the, the issue I have with McCaffrey and Cash is just he only played 29 snaps last week. With What's crazy about that is he had um, 18 touches. So and, it's like you're only going in when we're giving you the ball. Right, which 
almost makes you feel like that much better. They're like, okay, we're we're just limiting how many times he's out there. But when he's out there, we're getting him. Yeah. It's um, like we're only putting work. CMC out there unless he's touching the ball. Yeah. So, like, he got 15 points in a game that he had 29 snaps. If that goes up to, you know, 50 snaps, then is that a guaranteed 20-plus points? So that's where I think McCaffrey's really interesting in tournaments. But um, I don't think I could do it in cash just yet, even though, like, 8,400 for Chris McCaffrey when he was just this could be the last time he, this, is the, this could be the last time he's under 95 I mean, he was, the rest of the year. I think he was 10k like every game last year and he yeah. was still like smashing so that that's the hard side part for me but I think this could be the lowest we'll see in ownership of Christian McCaffrey especially if he comes out of this game with over 20 points people if he is under 9k again he's just gonna be a lock button any other running back plays you want to touch on before I ask you for a pool of, let's say, five this week? Because I think two are yeah. absolute shoe-ins. Um, I really like Eckler. I think the fact that those other, I'd say those other three, the Play the, Najee, play the running Cook, backs on both sides. Taylor. Yeah, play you could do that. Um, Eckler coming off of last week where he was pretty chalky in, in what a lot of people considered a smash spot. Um, he only had three receptions so i think that limited him but he did have 17 carries last week and so he's in the spot again where i think if this game gets a little out of hand um he might get somewhat forgotten especially mm-hmm. since for only 300 more you can have Najee. for 400 more you can have cook for 500 more you can have taylor and a lot of people will um not really be talking themselves into playing eckler and you can afford those other guys so I think Eckler's going to be somewhat un- under-owned. So I think in the way I'm trying to attack in tournaments is I'll probably – I'd play Najee in cash and then fade him in tournaments. I'd play Eckler and McCaffrey in tournaments, like things like that. Um, and then probably take a stand on, on someone like Taylor one way or the other. Pool of five, running backs. Lou, I'll just I'll start us off. Ingram to Ernest, hit me the other three. Um, I'll, I'll say, I'll say McCaffrey, Cook, and, uh, Harris. I like the call. I like the call. I, you slid, you slid, uh, McCaffrey in there over Eckler. I'm surprised, but that is your pool. You can do with it as you wish. Moving to wide receivers, you know, obviously we got to talk about Devontae at 79, always going to be a factor, always somebody that is going to be in play. And then another person I kind of want to talk about that I think is going to be a great value, similar range-ish, is going to be Mike Evans. It, Godwin is going to be a game-time decision. I think Evans is an absolute lock in the lineup if if uh, Godwin is to miss. So Evans, 6,900. Um, talk about you know how you feel about that one. And then DA, 79. He's always a pretty solid cash play. Thoughts on these two? Yeah. Um, and just a quick point on, on what you said with McCaffrey. The reason I uh, chose McCaffrey over Eckler is I think if he's going to be limited, he's also more likely to get touchdowns than Eckler. And um, like they're going to bring him in in those scenarios. Yeah, um, down. For, for wide receiver, I think Adams is, is still going to be my favorite this week. Um, he just, he's such a beast. And even in a game where Jordan Love was – his QB, like he still got 14 targets. So they're going to force feed him no matter who QB is. And I mean, like I said, I'm expecting Rogers to be back. Um, Devonte Adams under eight K is always just 
a plug and play for me in general. Um, it's it's kind of funny where when these guys have games with like a, a backup quarterback, then all of a sudden their price comes down. So it's it's almost nice when they get those games. Yeah, um, it is. So Adams is probably my favorite, um, and then. AJ Brown, I really like at seventy eight hundred. I prefer him over like a, a Justin Jefferson uh, at seventy seven. Um, but McLaurin's pretty interesting too. Like seventy six hundred is is kind of hefty for him because he is he has high variance. He's a guy that will get you under yeah, ten you, points. You'd love or, to see him at sixty eight or sixty nine, to be honest. Yeah, I think I'd only play him in uh, lineups that have Heineke because price wise, like I don't know if a I don't know if you'd really be able to do it with a Brady lineup, um, especially since with the Brady lineup, like I'm going to be playing Mike Evans in that lineup anyway. So this that's a lot of uh, salary in there. Um, and then Diggs, I'd like to play some Allen Diggs teams. We still haven't seen like ceiling games from, yeah. from him. Yeah, the pop-off uh, games, yep. But his floor is still about 15 points. So the likelihood, the, the only issue here is it's against the Jets, and what if they just get ahead early and, and don't really feel the need to pepper digs with targets? But what we've seen with the Bills, and they've been good this year, and um, it almost doesn't matter what the game script is. They're still going to just pass it. So I think I'd probably, in that top tier, um, Adams, AJ, and then Diggs, it, uh, if Coolio were to not play, then I definitely would would say AJ over mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. over Diggs. But I think AJ is probably in, he's in a really good spot. It's just he's, he's been playing he's very expensive, and yep. he's another guy who has high variance. Where um, if he goes off, he's he's like going off. But um, that's where in cash, like I wouldn't touch him. But I think in cash, Adams, and then. Essentially, digs depending if if you like don't want to play Adams because Rodgers isn't playing or something like that, and instead you go to Digs. Like, I I think that's fine, but um, there's just so many other plays below yep. that that I don't think you necessarily have to play Digs at least on cash. And then we talked about this Vikings and Chargers game as a game that we want to attack. You kind of touched on J Jeff, but let's talk about the other side of the ball. Keenan Allen at seven K and Mike Williams is coming back down to earth, but the usage is staying the same. The peripherals are good. He's at sixty six. Thoughts on Keenan Allen at seven and Mike Williams at sixty six. Yeah, I I was talking to you about this before um, that I really like Mike Williams this this week. It's funny because people were. Not like giving shit to Keenan Allen, but you know they're tying like he doesn't have upside this that, and then he comes out and gets one of his twelve reception games where he gets over a hundred yards and he had twenty five fancy points. Um, he's kind of in the spot now. They I think he's overpriced at seven k. Uh, his price had been coming up for the last few weeks, and now he's flipped. Mike Williams this is something we talk about a lot. It happens with um, Evans and Godwin. Happens with Lockett and and DK Metcalf. It happens with uh, Jefferson Thielen, where one of them they they flip right. Yeah, and flip right and now, Keenan Allen is four hundred more than um, Mike Williams, and Mike Williams is somewhat forgotten in a way, which is weird because it was only a few weeks ago where everyone's like, "Oh, he's the number one," like he's going off every week. But now he's had three Football straight games you. with, yeah, three straight games with um, two receptions, but we've seen him spike in over 10, uh, 10 targets 
a bunch this year and he can go off for multiple touchdowns and for 6,600, if he's getting forgotten uh, because he has three straight weeks with, with less than 10 fantasy points in this game that I'm already trying to get uh, exposure to in general, I really like Mike Williams this week at 6,600. And then one other player that at least sticks out to me, I feel like we got to talk about as we talked about Najee. Um, another guy there is Deontay. I mean, it, it, we got Juju's out. Um, looks like Claypool's week to week. Look, look, like, look, sorry, looks like he's going to be out. So it's like there's not a lot there. I know Fryer was playing well, probably going to see some James Washington. But at the end of the day, Deontay Johnson is that dude. He is the guy that gets that volume, and we love that volume. I mean, like only, there, there's been a couple down games, but I mean, he has seen double digit targets in all but two games that he's played in this year um so one was due to injury he was out so it's like it's just a lock at this point in time and i'm feeling my cash lineups deontay at 68 with no clay pool around it, it's feeling pretty good i don't know if I, I i have the stones to play him and Najee, but if i'm not playing Najee, i'm playing deontay yeah i think you you probably can play them together but i do like the idea that if you it's almost like if you fade one, you you want the other one in, in cast, especially. Um, it, it's just such a great matchup, and it's a limited target tree. Um, so I think when it comes down to it, like Deontay's like the perfect cash play, and he's in a great spot this week. He's at 6,800. There's a lot of other guys, like, like an Adams, who's also in a great spot. Um Mike Evans is 6,900, also in a great spot. Like, I want to play all these guys, but you kind of have to pick and choose. I think I would fade Deontay in tournaments, and I would only really want to play him in cash because I think um, with that sort of ownership, his his upside isn't the same as Mike Evans. I mean, we've seen it with Mike Evans with three touchdown games, so uh, and he can go off for over 100 yards any given week too. So Mike Evans has, like, the same, if not, higher upside than um, Devontae Adams and he's a thousand dollars cheaper. So I'm probably assuming Godwin is out. It's pretty much a similar scenario for both of them, but um, I'd probably prefer Evans, but I think in cash right now, I'm trying to play both of them. Yeah, it would be nice. Any other wide receivers you would like to touch on before I get to your pool? Um, Yeah. Are there any guys in like the mid range? Like we, we haven't really talked about like, Okay. Yeah. The, yeah. The five K range, like I, yeah, I don't know. I think... uh, there's like Pittman's at sixty three hundred, and then under Pittman, like I, I don't know. It's not that that nice looking. So we like, talked I look about down, and yeah. I see here. Here's the two guys that like popped out to me just like from looking that um, Beasley and Landry are fifty two and fifty one hundred. They're both like not sexy plays, but if I were to like um, like an Allen Beasley dig stack. It's kind of interesting to me. Yeah, it's just the Browns' passing attack is just so weak right now. I've, I have a hard time. They're just, that's just not their 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 brand, man. I mean, I, I thought about Jarvis last There's week. No Odell. Yeah, but that's what it was last week. There's and he had no like freaking two catches. Week. It just it didn't it didn't. I guess something I think is interesting is Jamison Crowder, kind of a stand. I know, but forty eight hundred. I mean, Mike White. Mike White is back. And we know he likes to pass the ball. I mean, this dude's going to throw the ball almost forty times in this game. Uh, I know they got some some. I think. Tevin Coleman and Corey Davis are coming back, but the Bills leave the the short side of the field open, and that's where James Jameson Crowder operates. So, like an eight for eighty is absolutely in play for for Jameson Crowder, and then two cheap cheap options if we needed to punt. Um, we talked about James Washington likely needing to play. He's thirty five hundred. See a world where he sees four or five targets, 
and then Tyler Johnson. So I, I this is more this is more of a deep GBP thought, but with uh, Antonio Brown out, uh, Gronkowski's out, and you know, we talked about Godwin, especially if Godwin's out. Um, Tyler Johnson at thirty three, I think, is going to be a, a very popular play. But if Scotty Miller, uh, if Scotty Miller is off of IR, um, I am. 100% team Scotty Miller over Tyler Johnson. Uh, I've seen it happen. I know there's rapport there with Brady. I think he's a better wide receiver. So if, if for some reason Godwin is out, and there's a lot of ifs a lot up in the air, but if, if Godwin is out and Scotty Miller is healthy, I, I'd, I'd be more obliged to play Scotty Miller over Tyler Johnson. Yeah, that's. I think that's a cool thought because a lot of people are, are talking up Tyler Johnson right now, uh, especially with the Godwin news. So – I think that's no one's going to want to do it. And that's where you're going to get that leverage. Um, and it, it, I probably wouldn't do it like as a one-off, but I would do it in a Brady lineup. Yep. Um, Cause you're, you're really opening for that like 40 yard touchdown or, or, or better. And then as long as he outscores Tyler Johnson and I think for him to get touchdown, that that's really where you're going for. And they do like to throw the ball deep to, to Scotty Miller. So I like that call um, when you're looking like really deep down. I think it's it's kind of tough this week. Um, we haven't talked much about the Cardinals, but if Hopkins is out and I'm planning on and it. Moore is it. like somewhat injured, like Christian Kirk, fifty five hundred. He, I mean, he threw a touchdown last week, didn't he? So like, it it, it was not that you expected to ever do that again. But six catches for ninety yards last week, and we've seen his his upside in um, touchdowns and. He hasn't really hit his one game with a hundred yards this year. But um, I think with, if Hopkins were to be out and, mm-hmm. and Rondell Moore is, is somewhat banged up, I don't really hate that. And I think if you're going to do like mini correlations like that with um, CMC, I'm, I'm kind of looking at that right now. Any other wide receivers you want to chat about before we get to the pool? Lou? No, it's, it's a kind of just play based off of what, you're doing with your quarterback, I think, because uh, the running backs are really where people are going to make and break, I think, this week. All right. Pool of five. This is a tough one, Luke. Pool of five wide receivers. For me, it's uh, Adams, Evans, Mike Williams, and Deontay Johnson, and... I'm going to say Pittman Okay. my other one. I like it. I like the call. Moving to tight ends. You know, I think the obvious one that fits just with how we're restructuring things. Off the bat, going to start with Dan Arnold. Um, you know, he, he got traded uh, midseason there and took him a little bit to settle in. But, I mean, he he's since he's been there, you're like, I think the last four games he's been leading the Jags in targets. He's actually, over the last two weeks, has more targets, receptions, and yards than any other tight end. They're just using him a lot. They traded for him for a reason, and they're using him. Uh, so in my mind, Dan Arnold at 3,500 with the usage that he's getting is an absolute smash. 3,500, thoughts on Arnold and maybe another one in there, Lou? Yeah, it's funny. It's like you know, last week I kept telling myself, I was like, I don't know, do I want to play him? Was it a fluke the week before? And we just saw it again last week. And he hasn't really gotten um, – too much work in in the red zone compared to what we like to see with tight ends, but for 3,500, he's getting the volume. So he's got a lot better floor than um, some of these other guys. He is going to be highly owned. And then um, 
the big discussion this week is like Arnold versus Fryermuth. We've been talking about this in pretty much this whole show, but um, for the the Steelers, they without Chase Claypool, like that's going to have a lot more targets red out zone. there. Where's the red and, zone looks? Um, Fryermuth, we it's another one of those things where he went off in a primetime game, so he's like the hot topic right now. He had two touchdowns on Monday night, and they're facing the Lions. So um, I think he's going to be seen in a lot of lineups, and it seems like he's he's doing well for them, and Ebron's out. Um, so there is Ebron supposed to be coming back? I think I read something that it was potential. Uh, yep, I've, I, got, I haven't looked. I haven't thought about playing. Okay, so yet, he, so he, was in, he fully participated in practice, so um, – if Ebron's back, that does somewhat hurt Farmuth, but I think yep. after his Monday night performance uh, and just the fact that him and Arnold are very closely priced, um, I could see him getting a lot of ownership. But that's where uh, go back to my guy uh, Tyler Conklin. I could go back to him. He's thirty four hundred. He seems to just get like five catches for forty fifty yards every week, and that's okay for a, a tight end. Maybe he gets a touchdown. Uh, the Chargers have been good against wide receivers, but they haven't been as good against uh, tight ends. So I like Conklin against those other two. And then uh, Ricky Seals Jones, 3,700, also similar price. Always. RSJ um, always. Yep. I can assuming that there's too. no yep. Thomas, um, which it based on the reports this week, it doesn't seem like he's going to play. Like he hasn't been, um, he hasn't come off of the injury reserve yet, but um I could see people playing him in a game against the Bucks. That, um, like we said earlier, Heineke could end up having to throw a bunch. So it's it's interesting this week that there's really like those three to four options in that sub four K range mm-hmm. that almost makes the guys that are more expensive that much nicer looking. I mean, I don't know. Are They're you fifty eight trying to pay up? Yeah, yeah, 58 I, is pits. There's yeah. that's the that's the thing is there's no Kelsey, there's no Waller on the slate. So it's not like you have to pay up for someone and doesn't you're not paying generally 7K. you're like not paying upside. 7k. Yeah, you're not paying 7k for a tight end right now. I mean um, Pitts has that upside he's shown, but yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Like Hawkinson, it's tough to trust. Schultz, I mean, I think Gallup is back, so I have a little bit of you know, pause there, a little bit of caution. Dallas Goddard, I, I hate this game. I think this is just yeah. two run run heavy teams that I think are going to try to run the ball. This could just get ugly, um, and I'm not really playing Ertz like Dawson Knox. Like, come you know, coming off of the hand, I want to wait and see. So, I, I don't know. There's just nothing that really excites me about these top guys. I think you know, going to Pitts at 58 could make some sense, but for cash, you know, I'm I'm just more going to go with like what I think I know, and that's going to be Dan Arnold. Yeah, I agree, and I think. Um... If it, it might have been different if Ebron was still out, um, I think that helps the reasoning to not not play Firemuth, but I think he'll be pretty owned. And if he's going to be like fifteen percent plus owned in this in this uh, week, then I'm probably fine to just fade him coming off of two touchdown game. So um, that's probably what I'll end end up doing with Firemuth. But I, I get why people will play him, but. Um, at the same time, I probably will just stay away. Pool of three tight ends might be rough for you here. Yeah, so I'm thinking Arnold and Conklin. I'm going to do the Conklin instead of Farmuth. Mm-hmm. Um, 
We didn't talk about Gronk is going to be out. Uh, I don't think I'm going to play, but if I'm going to choose between the two, it would be Howard yep. over Brait. Uh, Brait, you're just hoping for a touchdown. Howard can actually get you some yards and a touchdown. Yeah. And then I could see myself playing Kyle Pitts um, just as like the pay up to be contrarian idea and um, in in lineups where I have like a Dak Prescott. Moving to defense before we get out of here, um, you know, again, it's, it's really just what fits, but looking at some of the cheaper options here, I think like one that pops out to me is going to be the Titans against the Saints. We know Simeon's going to be starting. Titans have been playing well as of late. The Saints probably aren't going to score a lot, and this game only has a 44-point play total. So I think at 27, if you can fit it, the Titans are a pretty nice one for me at the very least. I think Cardinals at 37 is obviously great, but you got to pay for it. Other thoughts on defense before we get out of here? Lou? Yeah, the other side of that game, I kind of like the Panthers, uh, especially if if Kyler ends up sitting, then I like them even more. People will go to the Titans. That's going to be pretty common with with um, Trevor Simeon. And then Seahawks, I think, could be interesting if Rodgers were to not play. You're saying before that you kind of like the Lions a little bit. I, yeah, I just think the game could either. get – yeah, I think it just could get ugly. Like, I'm not – can you – like, Big Ben is so washed. Like, he yeah. he he had to absolutely throw – he had to put 110% into like a 40 yard toss last week. Like, I, like I, I get that you could probably dink and dunk with Najee and Deontay, but like, I just don't see this game like at an offensive shootout. I don't things don't see things getting out of hand offensively in this game. I mean, Vegas doesn't either. It's a 42 and a half point over under. I mean, I don't know. It's not like I, I think that there's a lot of like sacks or inter, like you know maybe an interception i'm not trying to predict that but i just think it could, it could be a pretty ugly game and there could yeah. be it could be a pretty safe play i don't hate the browns at 2800 i, I kind of like them um there's only one game this year that they didn't have at least two sacks um they haven't really given up many points especially as of late they haven't given up 20 points in in four weeks um, and they're facing Mac Jones, who's you know rookie quarterback, but they are at home. And I could just see this game being one that's like another one of their 14-10 type games. So um, I kind of like the Browns in that mid-range. Uh, like you said, if you if you can afford it and get up, like the Cardinals are pretty solid against P.J. Walker. And then um, the Bucks aren't that bad either at 3,500 against uh, Heineke. I don't know. It's 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 another one of those weeks where it's like depending on what you have what, left. Like, yeah, just what fits, man. You have options. Yeah. Yep. All right. Final thoughts on week ten, man. Yeah, get your running backs correct because uh, that's where <laughs> the money's going to be made this week. Uh, yeah, I think uh, pay attention to the news because we've already seen a lot of the news so far this week. Uh, but there's a couple interesting things that I'd be paying attention to. Is Godwin is the important injury. Um, I think Claypool's already been ruled out. Uh, and then there's a couple like these running backs that we've been talking about check to see if uh, who their, who their backups are kind of like what we were saying with Ingram. Um, if it's going to be Montgomery being his backup versus Washington being his backup, like that could 
affect their their touchdown upside or their their pass catching upside. So uh, pay attention to who backups are going to be in these running back situations. And if we hear any more news on like McCaffrey getting more work this week or, or something like that, like uh, just it's going to be an important news week, I think. All right, Lou, where can I find you on Twitter and where can I find your work, man? Yeah, uh, at Lou Dog Sherman now on Twitter, um, at Lucky Trader, doing some uh, NFTs with them. So, yeah, I've been streaming a bunch this week, so definitely check it out if you're interested in either that or fantasy football. Find me on Twitter, at FFTylero. That's all we have today, folks. Don't forget, tell somebody you love them. Later. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak